Hey dear Tyler, good morning. And how are you doing? I hope you're good. I hope you're fine. I hope your day has started well. Um, for me, it's like 4 a.m. right now. So I woke up around 3 just um, to put one or two things in order and place. And I was like, yeah, why not? Let's just, you know, get the episode done with, um, you know, work done, done with, and ready for you guys. I know the past few days I've been releasing the episodes pretty late, and uh, I had a plan for um, the month of February to be basically, you know, interviews with people, and, you know, it started out pretty well, but then I think along the line, uh, I was um, unable to to keep up with um, some appointments. It's It's been a pretty tough period for us in Nigeria. Um, new currency issues, election issues, people are traveling. And I really wanted to to really like, you know, spice up, you know, or bring a level of variety to our interviews, right? To different people. I was hoping to get a way much older couple been married for probably over 30 years I wanted them to actually share but um, they're on the ministry they're pretty busy and they've traveled so um, it's not feasible again so this is me tendering my apology I'm not sure that interviews would continue as at now um, we just have to go back to the formal format, you know, just me sharing. But I'd look for other means. Um, it, I think it's just a wake up call for me to be a little bit more intentional about the planning, you know, get all the resources available for it to work. But um, I still feel that within the few days that we have for February to come to an end, whatever we get to share would be very, very impactful. So I'd work towards it with the whole interviews. And uh, I think I'll incorporate it more uh, in the coming months. At least there won't be um, the staple content. You know, like for this month, I was thinking every single Dear Tyler episode would be that. But um, it was maybe a little bit too ambitious for me at that time but I believe getting interviews for each month uh, maybe one or two I think it's a lot more feasible and you know I've seen that we really receive the interviews very well um, so it's something that I would really work on and look at but pending that you know, we'll go back to our formal format and, you know just share so yeah since we've gotten that out of the way I think I could get into today's topic and while I was thinking about the topic you know like I said Nigeria is so we're just going through a major major big phase um, there's so much going on so much going on there's a lot of um, activity right? a lot of activity but we trust God for the best we trust God that it, the elections will go smoothly, no issues, no hiccups, and 
God's choice and the people's choice would be in, um, installed into power. So anyway, so today's topic is love is blind. Love is blind. And you know, this this is a phrase that gets thrown out a lot. Uh, people are like, oh my God, love is blind. Um, you know, like, it doesn't see some certain things. It, uh, you know, it, it just um, ignores some certain stuff. Do you understand? And I know for a lot of people within the body of Christ, a lot of Christians, like love is not blind you know there's this whole agitation towards love not being blind who said love is blind who said this who said that and I think one of the things that I learned to do is try to see things from the perspective of different speakers right so there's something that is informing an individual's paradigm right there's this adage that says adage proverb thought, ideology that says um, it's, the, it's the feet that wear the shoes that know the pain right if, if you don't if you don't put yourself in the situation of the individual right, of that person then there's, there's a lot you may not understand there's a lot you may not understand. Maybe there's a whole lot of um, history surrounding surrounding that um, person's perception, that person's belief. Or maybe there is, you know, there's something that happened in their past or, you know, that really informs them. But so it's not... I, I don't think it's very property, you know, just be overly critical about people. I know there's some certain things that um, we push away absolutely so that we don't end up corrupting our mind, corrupting our belief and weakening our faith. Right? But then as we still do that, it's very important that we, we learn to understand what people are actually trying to say. There's a high possibility that people would um, would say things in a certain way and um, that was not exactly what they meant. I mean, some people have difficulty in articulating their words, articulating their statements, articulating their ideas and so it usually comes out wrong. So it's very important to kind of like judge the intentions. But I felt like, okay, so it's going to be a good topic because I know the controversy it's already going to bring. Like, love is not blind, but love is blind in everybody with ideologies. Now, this is what I understood um, from it. Now, this is my own um, perception. I could say maybe my own bias to it, my own understanding to the whole concept. Love is blind, right, to those who are not involved in it. Yeah. To those who are not involved in it, love is blind. So, 
The people involved in it, trust me, they see. Maybe I could use the word or the phrase true love, right? True love isn't blind. True love isn't blind. True love sees the inadequacies of people. It sees their weaknesses, it sees their lapses, it sees their frailties, it sees their vulnerabilities and chooses them still. Most people feel that when they say, okay, love is blind, what they're saying is, um, or rather, when people say love is blind, this is their perception. Like, they are, they are oblivious to the fact of the weaknesses of the people. To be like, didn't you see the red flags or something? Maybe red flags is not like the, 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 the proper term to use because um, red flags are basically things that you may consider dangerous, right? Um, threatening, whether physically, emotionally, mentally and those are things that I consider reflex but many times people are like um, can't you see the issues of the people observers tend to feel like they see more than the people inside of a relationship or a friendship or whatever it is now anyway since we're talking about love being blind and um, it's, it, it's more it connects more to intimate relationships right Love is only blind to those people that are not involved in it. True love is only blind, right? To those people that are not involved in it. True love sees and still chooses that person. I think the the scripture that comes to mind for me is while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, it's not that Christ wasn't aware of our sinful nature. That's why he died for us. No. In the consciousness of our sinful nature, he still died for us. So, his death was with the full consciousness that I'm going to die for sinners. I'm going to die for people who have a sin problem. They've got a real big issue. Everything that should exempt them from love I am aware but I still choose them I think it's very important for you to know that you're not perfect it's very important to know that you are not you know the ideal individual some, in some ways you're, you're, you have issues and there are things that you're going to build up in life you know Um, there are certain things that you're going to do. And you should be able to recognize when somebody loves you through those moments. Don't think that the person is not aware now. The person sees it, especially if the person sees it, is aware of it and still chooses to love you. That's like a depth of love that people may not be able to understand. Um, I say this with all due respect and like real real all due respect and extreme honor for these people 
when you see i've been watching a lot of videos and um on facebook there's this um series that they do i think on bbc about people that are in critical conditions in the hospital maybe they're just a few hours away from death or from a life threatening stuff and i have been so moved by the spouses of these individuals um you'd see a bedridden man and the lady you know the wife you know staying near him asking him are you okay are you good are you fine um cleaning up the person and you know staying there and you know some of these old people can be extremely polite like i know people have their bias against maybe some some cultures and all but the i'm i'm just so i'm just so touched or oh, i've been so touched by yeah the people that they've shown you know elderly british people so polite so polite it's um i think i watched one recently where the the older lady uh she called the paramedics i think her husband had slumped and she had a walking disability the husband slumped like they live in a story building and so he slumped upstairs and so she had to struggle her way to climb up the stairs and she started doing CPR um for him you know chest compressions and everything um to revive him and so when the paramedics came in you know they had to break through the glass and everything because the woman couldn't come down And when they got into the room she was still giving chest compressions to the man and when they said okay that we're around they took over and they found out that he was dead and they were like okay how are we going to tell her and they you know they they reached out to her and she was panting she was sweating she was extremely exhausted they had to kind of like calm her down she was calm um and I said that um and that they are very sorry that the man had passed on and she said she knew and it it broke me in a way like this is what it means till death to us part is like for better for worse like i know you're dead but i'm still there for you until somebody comes to help me i won't i'm not giving up on you like she knew as well as dead which was still doing the chest compressions i it, it didn't i i fought back tears because they helped her down and you know they were asking her questions and they were like oh how did you get up to the stairs usually with all of this she was like oh no the husband was a lovely husband he was always there to help her and then they were like okay would you like some tea She was like, "Yes, thank you." Or and she even, you know, she even opted to um make the tea for the paramedic people. This is a woman that just lost her husband. The trauma and everything, but now I was really touched. I was really really touched. And I want I want like it really inspired this stuff because I was like, "What is there to love?" 
when a person is gone. Like there's no substance there. The body that stands before you is absolutely gone. I mean, it's lifeless. The life of the person is gone. But she made a commitment to this man, irrespective. And I feel that that's what true love is. I've seen stories, I think there was this model um, that uh, when she got married, she was in a fire accident. And I think probably 80% of her body, at least 80% of her body got damaged and all. And, you know, it's like a very beautiful woman. And she's absolutely, absolutely disfigured right now. And her husband is still with her. And, you know, people kind of like ask, like, okay, how do you, you know, cope and everything? And his response is that I married the person within, not just the person without. That the fire might have burned her flesh physically, but the fire hasn't burned the person I married. And I was like, wow. I was like, wow. There's this um, actor, uh, the Superman actor from the 80s, I think 70s, 80s. It's the one that most of us will basically um, relate to. His name is Christopher Reeves. And he had a, I think he had a horse ride accident. And it made him paralyzed from the neck down. And his wife stayed with him till he died. Catered for him till he died. Now, we'll be like, um, you know, like, isn't she aware of all of these things? No, she sees it and chooses to love the person. Like, there, there's so many stories so many stories um, where I think there was one that I saw of a, a woman the child had this condition that he, he was born immobile and so because of it the husband left her and she stayed with the child like she could have just dumped the child until the guy, you know, the child would die and everything or, or put the child to sleep or something. But she learned to um, to cater for this boy. And apparently he's growing. So he's getting heavier and heavier and heavier. He doesn't have control of his motor functions. And so by getting heavier, she backs him, does everything for him. Up to the point where I think she just cried and reached out to the international community she became old weary fatigued out fagged out and all but what we would easily relinquish is what people other people see worth fighting for love sees and chooses to fight for it now am I saying that you should live in a state of abuse no not at all there's something that Apostle teaches us, Apostle Salman has taught us, and he said this, he said, that there's a difference between forgiveness and forbearance. 
forgiveness is more of like okay somebody did something wrong to you and you're giving them a pardon over that incident forbearance is the knowledge that this is an inadequacy of an individual this is a limitation this is a lapse and you create space for that vulnerability if it's a character trait you know the person is bound to do it again so it's no longer forgiveness it's forbearance because you're doing it with the consciousness that this person will probably do it again now are you saying that people can't change no but there's some character traits that you just know that are people naturally they're just people and so that's where forbearance comes in love isn't blind love truly sees and if you're ever in love with somebody that cannot see your faults that cannot see your issues that cannot see your um things that you need to work on or things that are not particularly good if everything around you is oh my god this is so amazing oh i just love to you do some stuff then the person doesn't love you the person is infatuated about you literally the person is what infatuated about you there's a difference between infatuation and love you know when somebody is obsessed about you or infatuated they tend not to see things or um, as much as it's a good virtue it must be tempered very well and that's the virtue of creating excuses for people you know so i can create an excuse for your attitude create this but if i'm not um bold enough to come and say okay this is what's wrong with you then i don't truly love you it shows that i'm not even aware of who you are tell if you ever find yourself in a relationship of that manner then i think it's something that you need to consciously become aware of or consciously work out because it's absolutely absolutely detrimental love truly sees love truly sees so jesus says come unto me all ye who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest he's um so much aware he said in hebrews it says that we do not have a high priest who is not touched by the feeling of our infirmity even god is absolutely aware of the weaknesses of our lives and then he still says come boldly he's not going to withdraw his love from us or you know take it away and everything like that no he's going to he will point it out and say hey binga you've got issues here you've got issues here but i'm loving you through the process that i'm not loving you because you're perfect i'm not loving you because you tick all the boxes of what i consider ideal or what i consider um perfect right so i love you because i've made a choice to love you even in the midst of all of these lapses now i'm going to be with you binga to work through those moments i'm not going to condone it and i'm not going to make it look like it's 
uh, it's acceptable. I will put you in place where you need to be put in place. But through all of those processes, through all of those moments, through all of those um, periods, one thing you would be assured of is my unwavering love for you. My unwavering love for you. There are questions that I usually ask. I ask um, newlyweds. And I'm like, um, did you... Uh, have you guys have had an argument? Have you have you had an argument? I think that's a proper terminology. Have you had an argument? And they're like, ah, yes, now we have. And then I ask, okay, who who says who said sorry first? You know, and for me, it's a, like um, it's an eye opener every time when I ask them these questions because when I get to see them, they're like, oh, where's my husband? Oh, where's my wife? And you can see the genuineness of it. They know that they might have issues, but they're going to love themselves through it, right? Now, I don't go into details, or I don't go asking details, rather. Um, like, uh, who offended who? What did the person do? Mm, no, that's not what I'm out for. That's a very personal thing to the couple, and that should be respected. But I'm glad that they let me know that they've got their issues, that they have their disagreements, and maybe certain things that they do. There was this wedding I attended recently, and one of the, the, the pastors that did the journey, Pastor Jibin, very real, amazing man. It's, it's a man that I've grown to love so much, him and his, his family, amazing people. He said that men will be men, right? And the men see the wardrobe as a chair. They see it as a door. They see it as many things you get so or they see a chair as a wardrobe you know they see the door as a wardrobe and there's going to be a high tendency that that's going to continue now is it that the wife will be like hey no um i'm going to make consistent issues you know i'm going to have consistent issues with you because of it no she definitely say that um not, you know this is not the wardrobe and all while helping him pack stuff and put it in place you know, encouraging him, hey babe, or whatever endearment that you may use. Um, make sure you uh, can you kindly put the stuff in the wardrobe and the guy, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Do you understand? Doing it in love, knowing fully well that the person is going to probably do it again. And he gave an instance of his wife that um, his wife usually puts her phone on silent for whatever reason. And the times where he wants to call, you know, to, you know, either check up on her and or maybe pass a certain information and so the first few moments you know when they got married and everything he noticed that her phone was usually off and all and she had many times missed important calls so he said when he comes home um he goes he looks for her phone or sometimes she can forget to charge the phone that instead of you know making a fuss about it he goes plugs her phone and puts it off mute for her and so I think you know whenever she hears like he rings on what comes to her mind oh my husband helped me do this and everything you know so um, but he tells her like hey make sure you put your phone on this thing so that whenever a call comes I know because I think she's a 
highly business oriented person so she's always in meetings and you know sometimes it can be very distracting if your phone is on you know and so it's not like it's a habit that was built over time i think because of circumstance yet but when he gave that example i was like wow you get so it's not going to be a cause of contention in the house he knows that that's a lapse and he has agreed that this is something that he would probably have to do for the foreseeable future and i love real people like that so the thought is this love is only blind to the people that are not involved in it maybe because we can't deal with some of those things it's not one of the things that we are comfortable with but for the people involved and especially if you're involved in a relationship the person spell out things that you think if the person is afraid of i'm i'm a kind of person i don't really like confrontation right but if i feel you're doing something wrong i'll tell you okay ah don't don't do this or i don't think this is proper all right one of the relationships that i had um i was in um the lady had road rage road rage she could like flare up for somebody and it's quite funny and i'll just be like oh no that's not the way to act and everything she would look at me with frustration but you saw how the person did it and maybe for driving again she does it over i'm like uh uh-uh. she comes down and then there'll be a time where she does it and then she now looks at me and she was like but you saw what this person did and then some other time she'll be like but guys because of you because of this because of you you know and there'll be times I'll have to remind her you know don't overly react outside like that just concentrate on the road don't don't let anything um distract you from driving you said don't let anything distract you from driving and be comfortable and you know all of all of that and all of those things so um like i said it's 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 something that we we need to be very conscious of right i had my lapses where she used to tell me okay hey b i need you to do this or hey remember 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 stuff and a very loving person an amazing lady so like i said in as much as i don't like confrontation i had to learn to be able to be open enough to say okay this is where you've got an issue right and I choose to love you through that issue. Choose to love you through that issue. So I think I'm I'm going around in circles and it's important to just kind of like put an end to it. But it's very important, Tyler. Don't be in a relationship that your partner doesn't see you. They complete you. If everything that you do is on the affirmative, right then the person doesn't love you but let it be that the person sees your flaws and loves you through the flaws oh i'm aware that you do this so but i'm loving you through it i'd love to help you get past it but while you are growing out of it i've chosen to love you there's not going to be a reason why i'll say i'm not doing it again or something like that and that should be your mindset also while in a relationship right 
while in a relationship that should be your mindset see the person for who they are there'll be times that you create excuses maybe they're frustrated maybe they're tired maybe they're hungry maybe they had a bad day you know and it caused some certain reactions right but then there's some certain things that would be persistent consistent and you would need to just love the person through it and let the person be fully aware hey i know you do this i really believe you and you need to change but in the process of time while you're working on changing you can be rest assured of my love for you and i think the final thought is that this is the way god is for us he's aware of our issues but he has chosen to love us through it and i think that the best gift that we can give to somebody that does that is to do all that we can to make them happy is to love them back that if god loves me through my frailties then i shouldn't make it a habit of always being frail if you get what i'm saying right if you get what i mean it should not be a habit that we are always uh, doing things deliberately to hurt him or have a certain level of disregard for him disrespecting right it's very important god loves you and he sees you for who you are and he's loving you through the process while he's changing you by his word and his spirit right so love isn't blind love sees so if you're in love make sure you're seen properly love sees love sees so let us pray father thank you for how you keep on revealing depths of truth to us each and every time thank you for correcting wrong mindsets wrong ideologies wrong paradigms we ask father that even as you have told us about love today and that love sees help us oh god to really open our eyes to see the beauty in people and to see their faults to see their frailties their vulnerabilities and to love them through it especially for those of us that are in relationships or in marriage father we ask oh god that you would help us to be open enough for people to know that we love them irrespective of their challenges and still be open enough for correction for those of us that might have been in abusive relationships or abuse in any form that may find it hard to be able to open up we ask father that you'll help you know such individuals that you'll grant them the grace to be open and also lord for us to be able to recognize those that love us even in our weaknesses help us father to make the right decisions at every time that will not just close our eyes and become negligent to people negligent to the things that concern people or negligent to the lapses of people but that would make a conscious effort to love them through the process thank you father because we know that we'll be helped by you in jesus name Amen. 
So I hope that this episode blessed you. It's pretty long, but I hope it blessed you. Um, yeah, so this is me signing out. Remember that I love you, I believe in you, and I am always, always rooting for you. Do take care. Bye.